John Boy Media has a new teammate. It's iHeart Podcasts. What does it mean? John Boy Media shows can now be found over at the Dan Patrick Show. That's right. How cool is that? Wake and Jake and Jimmy's three things have joined the iHeart Podcast and Dan Patrick Show family. And the best part, they'll still continue to be the same shows you know and love. If you couldn't tell... We're excited about this one, and thank you guys for listening. Today is January 9th. The Yankees still haven't made any pitching additions, so we're going to detail Snell and Monty and find out which one you guys would rather prefer. Let's talk Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy Jake. Recaps galore. Welcome to Talking Yanks, brought to you by SeatGeek. And today's episode is sponsored by SeatGeek. And if you don't know what SeatGeek is, they're a mm. ticketing app that makes buying tickets super simple. With only 28 million downloads, SeatGeek is the number one rated ticketing app. More than 70,000 events every single day on SeatGeek, including sports, concerts, festivals, and more. And if you use code YANKS, you get $20 off your first purchase at SeatGeek. That's $20 off your first purchase with promo code YANKS. Click the link in the description to download the app. A beat. Subscribe to the channel. Thank you very much. Jake, how are you doing? A beat. Jim BBD. What's going on? Everyone tuning in. Sound off below. Do you want Snell or do you want Monty? And a beat. And there's a Talking Yanks event. We're we're in person with Aaron Boone. We should probably tell people about that. Yeah. Not that I've teased it on here. Try before. to figure out who we are when we're there because I'm wearing full disguise. It's going to be tricky on January 29th, uh, downtown social in the city. So we're selling tickets. There's links. Limited amount of tickets. One beat. I think two bills. Nice. We sold a a bunch already. So thank you guys very much for the people that have bought already and for who are planning on coming. There's VIP ones. We can meet um, Jake. There's like a special VIP one where you get the pants BBD. And then there's another VIP one where you get to meet Boone. And we, in very small font, we put it in Boone's contract that if he gets pants, they have to trade. I am interested in showing him the crisscross applesauce clip and live during the show and seeing if you just like, Oh, that's in our plans. That's in our plans, right? You're just being like viral clip. Yeah. Just, Hey, Boone, what was this? We okay. We'll do. We'll list highlights from the Yank, the twenty two Yankees season. Yeah, here's one. Yeah, how many ups did you sit like this and we didn't know about? Anyway, thanks. It for seems coming. like after that auto zoom feature might have gotten turned off by somebody who maybe sets up his zooms. Mm. One of his kids. I have a question, Jake. Okay, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh I got a little bit of whatever's going around, uh, but I'm day quilled up, which is like, you know, kind of superpower mode. Uh so I'm feeling good. A little college congrats to Michigan. Last time they won the national championship in football, the game was played January first, nineteen ninety eight. So it's lining up Oh wow. To be like a Yankees year. I love that. <laughs> Kentucky gonna win the basketball. That's uh I mean they look good, maybe. I haven't looked in. How's your UConn look? Oh, UConn's look. UConn's going to win. 
You and, know, you know, they who, win in '98. You know who's looking bad? Who's looking bad? Iona. Oh damn. Iona. I was watching the game the other day versus Niagara. Lost Patino. They did lose Patino. Patino. They got the other dude, Fairleigh Dickinson coach or whatever his name is. And Luis Patino. He's out of the AL East too. So. <sighs> Oh, I want the Yankees to get some pitching. Did you hear about my dream about Brett Gardner? I saw your tweet about your dream. Yeah, there's had, more to it. I had a nice. Oh, okay. <laughs> had a nice. Um, I'll tell you what's going on. I had a nice exchange with someone in the subway yesterday. I was like, "Oh, talking Yanks, big fan." Uh, the new, the new Yankee hello is need some pitching. Yeah, so that's that's a nice exchange because it's people connecting instantly. But it's also a bad exchange because we need more pitching. We do need more pitching. Well, let's hear about your dreams. Dude, it was... Um, Is it vivid? <clears throat> yeah. Wow. I have very vivid dreams because I don't sleep. I'm a very light sleeper. Uh, I have the data to prove it now. And you were there. We were at the game together watching <laughs> it. And it was like delightful. Like It was like uh, almost uh, how, uh, how you picture um, baseball games when you're a kid. Like 1990s for us. Nostalgia of like... That's the emotions it felt, but we were grown and they were like playoff energy and vibes and the game was awesome. And then, yeah, in between innings, number 11 just stepped into the outfield from the bullpen and then just mm. played the position. And you and I were the first to notice. Right. Because we were Obviously. we were sitting front row in the outfield. Uh, and then I we were just like, oh, my God, that's Gardner. That's Gardner's back. And he took off his hat and he had the fakest hair ever. <laughs> you love a good... You, you got like, kind uh, of a hair obsession. You, like, think of... Um, Baldness and, like, a bad toupees. No, not a toupee. Think of, uh, okay, like, long sideburns and then back of the head. Like, almost like a Ken doll when you, like, put the hair and it's, like... Like a Mr. The, Potato Head hair? No. And what's Johnny... Not Johnny Tsunami. Who's the... Bravo. Johnny Bravo, like, flip. Like, greaser. And just like <laughs> on it, like, but so fake. <laughs> like a wig. Yeah, but like a stiff, long, like it was like perfectly like uh, around his ears, fitted to his head. Okay. It was awesome. And you and I were laughing about that. It's nice. We were you like, guys that's were... not your hair. It's nice. <laughs> Does he not want us to know it's him? You guys were front row in left field. No, no, he played right. I think Judge got hurt. Tough. Okay. I don't know why. I'm just guessing why else would Gardner well, sub him out. I don't yeah, know. It was awesome. Big. It was awesome. I think I like kind of woke up and then started directing my dreams like a lucid dream. I do that a lot. Mm. And I started implementing all those fun jokes. Right. But the beginning was just a delightful time at the stadium. Right. Which I haven't had in a while. Mm. So thanks for allowing me to tell you about Brett Gardner coming back. Okay. Where is he? Where is he? It looks like, okay, hold the phone. Is that the next guy we got to find? Oh, it's not 2023 anymore. Uh, last year in February, it looks like uh, his uh, wife did an article on sportslulu.com. Uh, and it talks about their family values. Okay. So, that's cool. So that's nice. Yeah. So that's where we're at. January. Yeah. And we need pitching. Real bad. So, Snell and Monty's still out there. Yeah. We're going to detail them as pitchers, how they profile. And then 
at the end, they're going to edit their comment because you already told them the comment. They're going to edit it and change it to right. like at the end. Like, what? okay, now what? Just started comment. listening. I'm a Snell guy. And then edited comment. Whoa. I'm still a Snell guy. Need both. Don't need both. Don't think I'd want both. <laughs> I don't need both. I don't want both. I don't know who I want more. I mean, the money factors in, but we're going to... Right. We'll talk about that a little bit at the end. But, you know, first... You know, we want the Yankees to be a good baseball team. Yes. Really badly. You're dreaming about it. I thought that was nice of me to have, like, pleasant dreams. I had a bad dream the other night. Lady squished me on the subway. <laughs> that was your dream? Was dream. Yeah. yeah. I have bad dreams a lot, so it was really nice to have a fun one. I wouldn't say it was a nightmare. Like, I was never scared, but I was like, damn. Not a lady. good dream. Did you die? Squishing me. No. Oh. Can't get died from squid. I mean... You can get died from squishing. You what are you talking about? Not, a lot of people bring up some in videos? this world have died from squishing. Their intention wasn't to kill me. They were just trying to get off the train and they squished me. It's tough. You weren't in danger in the dream. I was never in danger. I mean, sound squished. Sound like you're a little danger. I was squished. Anyway. Who do you want to talk about? Let's go Snell first because people know Monty. Right. You know? Um, we can tell you what changed about Monty. Stay tuned. That's the second part. Blake Snell. I believe he's a twin. Maybe he doesn't have this on the sheet here, but I believe he is half a person. Uh, Shared the womb. He's the younger brother, though. So they're not twins? No, well, I mean, they are. Oh, they're okay. born a few minutes apart, so nice. I think they're going to identify as twins. And what's his Brad? Brad and Blake? That's my friend's names. They're brothers. Yeah, no, I don't, <laughs> I don't think that's it. Uh... Mother Jane, Father Dave. Mm-hmm. Um, Tyler is his twin. Okay. And he made his debut at Yankee Stadium. Right. I remember that. Him and Judge always have a funny moment when Judge steps into the box where they kind of like look at each other and try to like... He breaks Judge down. Yeah. He gets him to Little League smile. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Now that that's out. Now that that's out of the way. He's a very interesting pitcher. Won the Cy Young twice, once with the Rays, once with the Padres, which was last year. He's pitched in the World Series before, pitched really well in the World Series. He got taken out, even without struggling. It was a whole talking point and all that. And we were at that game. Yeah. No, we were. We were at that game. We were at that game, yes. This is the clincher. Yeah. We went to two. I've got, I've got a little myth bust on Blake Snow. Okay. I love when we get scientific. He's huge. Like, oh, really? Like, I know we know this with starting pitcher, but Snell kind of comes off as like a little squirrely. Uh, skinnier, I guess I would say. I would have had him look tall. Listed 6'4, 225. Wow. I probably would have guessed 6'2, six, 6'3, six, but yeah. I mean, Montgomery, 6'6, six, six, 228. Garrett Cole is 6'4, listed 6'4, 220. <laughs> That's no way. Monty and Snell weigh the same. You see Monty in the World Series? <laughs> that dude has winter weight all year. It's thickened up. Like I he have threw, Mon- I Monty have grew Monty's the, number is old. Monty grew the beard and grew like half of a Lance Lynn. Like he got thick in Hold Texas. On. Hold on. Did you see how thick no Monty Lance this episode? Young Lance Lynn. None of that. Uh, like, did you was, hear what BBD just said about Cole's listing? 6'3"? 
Cole's listed six four two twenty, which has him same height, less weight than Snell. I'm sure neither of those numbers are exactly correct, but let's take him at face value there. Is Snell sneak, sneaky big? Dude, I think, I think he's just sneaky saying. big. Like he's a starting pitcher, so they're all big, but I think he's one of I think he's the Corey Seager of pitchers. Oh. Like he's just massive. Okay. Noted. I've noted that. Okay. So that's just the first myth I want to bust. Cause I kinda had like you're saying, I probably go I would have went six two, like one ninety five. You had him tiny. You had him Not skinny. Tiny. You had him skinny. He's he's naturally thick. He's pitcher thick. So that's good. What do you like, Jim? Because I'm I mean, all right, I, I like Snell's stuff. Uh he has historically has had issues with command. Um and at this point they're not really issues. So I've talked about this a lot in talking baseball. It's very interesting. Um, he's kind of the goalie from the big green. Okay. Where um, he has the nightmares and all the other players turn into knights and pirates. Mm. And uh, it's, a, it's a life lesson for all kids that watch the big green, which is a sad child's movie. Uh, he says, uh, you know, instead of, running away from the monsters or trying to avoid them. Right. Big green goalie, also ham from the sandlot. He has to, uh, you know. My childhood. Yeah. Uh, become the nightmare. Join the nightmare and fight back. So what Blake Snell did basically was I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop looking and feeling like me walking guys is a bad thing and a detriment. And I'm just going to fucking walk guys when I feel like I'm behind in the count. And a walk is not a bad result. Maybe not necessarily walk them, but he's not going to give in. Like I, He's I, not going to give in. But he did say, like, right. situations he is comfortable with that result. Some of these quotes, I'm not sure. We have quotes on the sheet that you put here. I'm not sure when they're from because that first one seems like a couple years ago. When he's like, oh, let me navigate. He's saying, uh, I'm here to pitch. I'm not here to, oh, let me navigate and get to seven, eight, nine, pitch around guys. I think that's old because the new quotes were all about how I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be scared of doing that. If this guy is a bad matchup, I'm going to not pitch around, but like make his pitches on the edges, not try to just give in. Um, and I think that's the difference. So his numbers are a crazy um, like outlier almost. He led the league in pitches per plate appearance. These quotes uh, on our sheet are from September 7th of this season. This season? So towards the end of the year. I, in my head, I thought it was the beginning of the year quote. I was about to say the wrong thing, but just double-check the date. That's interesting because he's kind of, in other quotes, saying the opposite of that, of saying like well, he is going to keep making his pitches and not worry about walks. So there's two things that have been going through my, line, my mind a lot recently with Snell. Um, actually three, but the third one is contract related. So we'll, we'll get there eventually. One simple guy. So how I've been breaking it down is what I've been saying to people and everyone just looks at me like, Hey man, you realize that's kind of a dumb statement, right? And I go, yeah, but if half of his walks were hits, so you're not adding, you're just moving half of the walks to the hits category. Would anyone be talking about this at all? You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't know what that does to his like batting average against or I, I th- well, if the pitches were 
more down. Right. That's so the walk is four guaranteed pitches. So right. Yes. But a single could be a four pitch at bat. You know, like a yeah, or but, five, whatever. But that's been the thing is the the innings. Right. And Which he threw 180 last year. BBD's favorite stat on the page is he was one of 25 pitchers to throw 180 innings last year. Yes. Um, what about the years before that? Because last year was he won the Cy Young. It was right. His best version of this version. Well, I think that's what's really funny. His two Cy Young seasons are pretty similar. He led the league in ERA. He threw 180 innings. Um, and that's 2018. Tits per nine. 2018, 2023. Uh, 2020, he made every start technically, uh, but that's the 2020 season. 19, 21, and 22, it's 23, 24, and 27 starts. So he's never had like the dud missed half a season or a whole season even. Uh, their, your most concerning season that's going to be on the page is 2021, his first year with the Padres. Um, he throws 128 innings and 27 starts. The next year, he throws 128 and 24 starts. So three more starts in that 21 season um, to get him to that 128 line. So, yeah, so in 2022, that's an average of less than five innings a game. Not in 22. In 21, yes. In 21, he... He, th- he made 27 starts, 128 innings. So, yeah, that's an average of f- less than five. Less and than then, five. And then just over five. It's like four and a two-thirds and a five and a third. Yeah. Yep. Which still isn't great. It's not great, but if it's at a three-three-eight, like because that becomes kind of obviously with him and Monty, although Monty's been rising, it becomes one of the interesting st- – Parts of the conversation is that, you know, 2022, when he's not the Cy Young, he misses uh, a month or so. Uh, What was his injury? It's like a hip abductor he's had twice. Um, You know, to the tune of a 3-3-8, there's not a lot of guys in baseball that can necessarily do that. And his career ERA is a 3-2. So the five and a third obviously isn't a sexy from the 2022 season, but... At that level, um, you know, he had 171 strikeouts and 128 innings that year. There's an impressive side to it, but it very much ties into the I'm going to walk people, I might not rack up innings, don't care about that. Yeah. Um, but the other, the other thing that's just been going through my mind, and it's more so a future of baseball and Snell and basics, kind of to my Bruce Bochy, you know, we used to call – analytics stats when you go through any hitters page and you look at their stats when they're ahead in the count 1020212031 you know i once heard a guy tell the manager of the yankees you know swing in 3-1 more yeah well if, if you look at any hitter stats they're a lot better in those situations right which for me it feels like there's a math exercise that Snell is somewhat computing that it's like, well, shoot, if 3-1 guy turns into a 1.0 OPS hitter, I might just bounce another curveball in the dirt and not give up a double and give up the single, and I'll attack the next. Count leverage, basically. David Cohn talks about it on the broadcast a lot. It's just obviously a dangerous game because... You know, if you lose count leverage twice and you got runners on first and second in Yankee Stadium, one mistake turns into three. 
So that's kind of the the great game with Snell, but he's found a way to navigate that most of his career, especially last year. Right. Uh, I think the two years prior is kind of where you get into the pitch count and the the innings problem. Last year, let's see when he was behind in the count. His numbers ahead in the count have to be insane, right? You'd assume. When the pitcher was ahead in the count last year, he had a uh, 244 OPS against and a uh, 111 on base against when the pitcher was ahead. When the batter was ahead, 895 OPS, 424 slugging, 471 on base. I want to compare those to Cole. Cole is the other side young right. winner. <laughs> Usually it's unfair to compare people to Cole, but they both won the Cy Young. He won the National in the, League Cy Young. In the year, so let's just see and I, if they're always that drastic, which you would think they would be. Another thing that deserves... Or you would think he would be the most drastic. You'd think he'd be the most drastic, but you'd assume every pitcher would be drastic. Um, the other thing that deserves a little shout-out here, Matt Blake... Um, Another thing that he has uh, some links to success with is uh, pitcher's control. Like Clay Holmes uh, was extremely wild with Pittsburgh. We all saw that come to fruition <laughs> at a certain point, and everyone was like, hey, what the hell is this? And that, that was the first time I saw Pittsburgh fans like in Talking Yanks and our mentions like, hey, we've all been wondering when this was going to happen because this used to be like his M.O. on the Pirates. Um, so Matt Blake has some... But I don't even know if it's control with Snell because, again, he, like, doesn't mind. Yeah, no, he's just got really nasty stuff. He's got two breaking balls that are crazy. So Garrett Cole is um, meet in the middle. He's a little worse when he's ahead than Snell. Still really good. And he's got Garrett Cole's a 759 OPS against when the batter is ahead compared to the 895. So a little over a hundred ticks better. Uh, 471 on base for Snell when the batter's ahead, 380 for Cole. So that makes sense. Well, the They're, margins are kind of what we would have guessed, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I wonder after 2-0, oof. After 2-0, Snell's numbers are crazy. After 2-0, Cole's numbers are good. So I think that's the difference. After 2-0, Cole still has a 625 OPS against with a 238 slugging. After 2-0, Snell has a 535 on base percentage. And a 520 slugging and a one dot OPS against. It's a game of chicken. So it's basically the, that. I think that stat kind of shows you the style. Snell is right. like, eh. Cole wants to work back into it. I blew it. Let's go. If you swing at these, you're dumb. Otherwise, I'm gonna get the next guy. And Cole is like, oh fuck. Yeah. I'm gonna get. I'm a lock in. Challenge you with my best fastball. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have one more plus for Snell. We've talked about this a lot on talking baseball. Um. That going along with all these walks can be a tough watch. Yeah. Right? Like, any anytime you've seen a pitcher walk five guys, four guys, you're kind of like, oh, man, what are we doing? Pitch clock season. Yeah. Like, I think, I think watching Blake Snell 
2022 and earlier was a little bit of extra nightmare, A, being the opposition facing that, and B, just how much that drags on a game. Want me to tell you? And, Jim, if I really wanted to get Brett Gardner dream mode, I could tell you part of the reason he got the Cy Young, now there's a pitch clock. He doesn't have to think about those walks. Just keep twirling it, kid. He uh, averaged 15.8 seconds between pitches with the bases empty, which was down from 19 seconds in 2022, which was his career high. No, his career was 2020, 19.4. No fans really just... Just know, thinking. And feeling Just brewing in his thoughts. It, uh, 35% Maybe that's fast. why Monty was better, too. No even thought of thinking. Yeah, Monty's not a thinker. <laughs> Didn't think about thinking. Snell's pretty good. Two Cy Youngs. <laughs> it's great. Some but, of the conversations <clears throat> are crazy. He's good. L- lost in the sauce on, on like, you know, when we start talking about what the Yankees need. They need a guy who, like, they know when he pitches, he'll be good. Dude, last year. Snell would fit that description. His IMO. His the last two seasons, his uh, his three secondary pitches, mm. if that makes sense, his sliders, curveballs, changeup, have had a whiff percentage where all three of those are 40% or higher. So four out of ten times when swung at, the guy missed it. Very high, just if you don't know those numbers, right. you know. Um, Last year, his curveball had a 56% whiff percentage, and his slider had a 53% whiff percentage. That's He's crazy. He's gross. He's gross. An elite bat, sir. Oh, uh, man. And the sliders is put away. Oh, so, okay, so here's a little something different. Last year, or in 2022, he only really used the slider as his put-away pitch, meaning he gets the, the out. You know, the at-bat ends on a slider. In 2023, a Cy Young campaign, he, he divvied that out between the three of those pitches pretty equally. Smart. He, uh, Jim, it's almost PPP season mm-hmm. for our talking mm-hmm. Yanks fans. Who knows if we'd ever get to do a Yankees-Blake Snell PPP. One of our favorite things ever, the old reliability score. Mm. <sighs> On baseball reference, 76%. Pretty big number for them. It's pretty big. Blake Snell next year, they have him 328 ERA, 162 innings, 200 strikeouts. That's really good. They're 76% on that, which they feel good. And those are very much around his career numbers. And it's also worse than his career numbers. It's also not a small career at this point. Like Snell, Snell has thrown 992 innings. To Jordan Montgomery's 755. You know, Snell, or Monty basically missed a whole year and a half. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of, there's your gap. Um, But (laughs) I guess that's where I start laughing, and it was also funny, because let's be honest, we were in on Yamamoto. I was on the Yamasoto train. Yeah, I just found another stat that's crazy. Good? For Snell, yeah. So I was looking at his change-up swing and miss numbers, because that's pretty high. The curveball and the slider were 50% of the time. He got a swing and miss. Changeup was 40 last year. Uh, Changeup, I looked at in the zone. Sure. 
So not chasing right. out of the zone. Not dirt like, balls. hey, if, even if you don't swing, this is in the zone. Right. And you'll be called out. Changes don't have crazy movement. No. It's just a change. Uh, okay. Last two years, his changeup in Can the I zone. I write that down? Yeah. <laughs> 40% swing and miss. When he threw his changeup in the zone. Yeah. Like, to compare, the curveball had a 50% swing and miss, but when he threw it in the zone, it only had a 21 so the changeup presents itself as a strike and then is unhittable. Right. Good shit. Way to go, Blake. Yeah, I guess. That's really good. What are you up to, Tyler? Other things. Other I things going back. on here. I take that back. He Tyler. posts them on his social media. He's up to stuff. I know. I was just joking. Um, you know, the Yanks have a little bit of fear because they just signed, signed Rodon and it didn't go smoothly last year. Yeah. Snell does not have... The same injury history at all. And like you mentioned, pitch mix. Like this guy's a pitch mix kind of stud. Yeah. Um, the twin thing. Um, anything else on Sneller? No. And I mean, this guy's so wild. You know, he, he kind of had a catcher that was working with him last year that was like, you know, defensive minded for a pitcher who's so. Like became known as his personal catcher. You know, for a guy that's so wa- all these walks and he's bouncing pitches to win a Cy Young. You know, there's you know, there's maybe fifty percent of our audience doesn't know what you're talking about. I know. Like all like my neighbor uh, from New Jersey, don't uh, and like minded people that are listening, but just follow the Yanks and right. are maybe even skew older and don't fo- follow around the league. Sure, have no idea what you're hinting at. We have any old Gary hats. Probably. You have them in a closet somewhere? Probably somewhere, yeah. But, yeah. I certainly have one at my house. Gary Sanchez was the personal catcher (laughs) of the Cy Young winning pitcher last year, who is notoriously wild and has crazy (laughs) breaking stuff. If you didn't know that. Hey, you know why it worked, I think? They're both chillers. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, I haven't really let that sink in. (laughs) Yeah. Good for Gary. Yankees have some sneaky get dunked on around the leagues, and one of them is our next pitcher we're going to talk about. I just, a lot of guys can can babble about him. Gary had like four catching coaches in three years. Yeah. Now do this style. No, now do this style. Oh, Higgy, you're literally... fine. <laughs> no, now do this style. Higgy, do not change Gary. And he, and he continued to get worse and worse. That's Dude. normally the opposite. Normally, the guy that's killing it, they're like, let's not mess with that. Yeah. Literally, it was like a spring training storyline every year. Like, all right, and here's how we completely and, changed what Gary's job is. this is, is. what Gary's going to do now. And Gary was like, oh, okay. That's just so different from what I've always done. And if I saw Gary, I'd be like, hola, como estas? Because you know you know how to speak. Because I've been babbling. Uh, babble, B-A-B-B-E-L. That's the way we speak different language. Language. With, I'm not going to keep it, <laughs> 150 language experts have come together with Babbel's quick 10-minute lesson. You've got 10 minutes. Don't make me tell you where you spend your 10 minutes. At the coffee shop, bathroom, commuting, right before you go to bed. That's a good way. You could start dreaming in a different language, Jen. Then you could start, like, learning while you dream. Scared oh. of other languages, uh, dreams. You can learn a new language in just three weeks with 
Babble, and with this special time offer for our listeners, right now you can get 55% off your Babbel subscription only for our listeners because it's at babbel.com slash yanks. Okay. 55% off B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash yanks. Learn a new language today. Jordan Montgomery. Okay. This is your guy. You're in CC's guy. I like Monty. I uh, love him. You're almost his personal catcher. No. But I wish I, 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 that would be fun. I am a big Monty fan. I very much enjoyed him in 2017 when he came out of nowhere, grabbed a rotation spot, got rookie of the year votes. I forget, Um, high release or low release? Highest in the league, baby. Straight up. Kind of like how I pitch. It's the only place my arm like feels good straight down. Because he can do different stuff there. Um, yeah, I really like Monty. I I really like him as a 3-4, so the money he's going to get is going to be crazy. Uh, if he continues to improve, that's awesome. He, for a while, was a bend-don't-break pitcher, but what I've always enjoyed about him and what I always like kind of why I always backed him, because a lot of Yankee fans want everybody to be a, the best ever and an ace, so they don't realize what they have till it's gone, because I'd, I'd love for a good 3-4 right now. Right. Um, that's like uh, steady. And gonna gonna get you innings. Well, and that's the whole interesting part because since he left, he hadn't been a three four. And like we're talking talking about Yankee dunks around the league, whether it's the Monty playoff quote, Shella Donaldson, Gary catching a Cy Young winner, Monty with St. Louis and Texas has been. He hasn't been a three four. Probably a 2-3. I mean, last year, really, really good stuff. And in the playoffs, he, he stepped up big. But they're not that much different, you know, than what he what he was doing. I mean, 30 starts, he's going to be in the threes. I mean, last year's 3-2 is really good. But mid-threes, that's very similar. I mean, 188, 3-2. I, I don't know how many pitchers around baseball gave that many innings to that ERA. No, last year was special. Right. I don't, But I don't think when you sign him, you expect that. Uh He's coming off his best year. Usually you sign guys. But that's what Boris is telling people, though, and that's, again, one of the final parts of the conversation. If, if we sign him, we have to go in with the expectation last year was the best year he'll have but for our own mental space. but Yeah, I just like he eats innings, he goes out there, he doesn't get rattled, he would put guys on base, and then he would get out of it. Uh, I think he pitched a little different. Um but not really when he went over there. I remember when he first got traded to St. Louis, he had those like three good starts where he threw his four seam way more and it was a big storyline. And then they kind of asked Matt Blake about it, who ain't no bullshitter. He's kind of mm-hmm. honest. And he was like, uh, I think that's more indicative of who he's pitching against than overall. And then there was, and then it Matt, turns out Matt Blake was right. That was the, he just played some bad opponents where he could throw a four seam fastball right. and it gone. Yeah. Those first his, few starts there, he did it and you, Look at the pitch he was charged. By the end of that year, I think he'd gone back to the other stuff. Because, yeah, he's back to his three good pitches and even more so throwing the sinker um, kind of more than ever. I mean, it was very similar. Like, his pitch mix last year is somewhat similar to 2019 with the Yankees. But it's I believe, sinker heavy. Yeah, I believe the most, like, noteworthy, 
like pitch mix change for him is like scrap the cutter and I think gave all those usage percentages to the sinker. There is yeah. one other there is one other change. Velo. Yes. Big Monty's throwing harder. Yeah. I I wonder sometimes you come back from Tommy John, your legs are stronger, you know how to get into your legs more. Could be all the mass he picked up eating that barbecue over there in uh Missouri, Texas. Because Oh man, imagine Monty's diet. He can eat whatever he wants. He's a massive human. Yeah. What's the grossest breakfast he's had? Pot pie? Probably just grits, but just that's all. Just a lot of grits. Just just grits. <laughs> right out of the right out of the uh the pan too. Farm to table. Um his average velo didn't go up that much. But I think he can. He's tapping into maxing out. A lot. His average velo is up. It's up from ninety three to ninety three point three. Twenty twenty was ninety two point four, and now it's ninety three point three. So it's up less than one mile per hour since we but, last saw him. But I think what he does is because the one stat I'm on don't have my sheet, but what does Beebs have there? Like the the number he he only did it seven times with the Yankees and. 127 pitches, 95 plus in 2023, only seven before 2022. So I, 2022 is not part of the equation. What I think year. in my head, and I could be wrong, but I would guess that means he's just learned how to tap into uh, topping out effectively, dialing it, up. dialing it up, and then and then coming down. For the average to stay the same yeah. with that many pitches higher, I would think that means he's kind of more tapped into kind of being, you know, Picks a spot fine-tuned to- with... Sitting here, going up here, staying there. Yeah. yeah, you'd like to think there's you'd like to think there's strategy to that. You know, yeah. throw the sinker ninety one, hit him inside with a fastball ninety six. I, I don't know, not not my strength as a pitching coach, but, um, man, this is this is a fun exercise. Yeah, because what Monty um was eighty first percentile. In pitches per plate appearance, so 3.75. Out, out of 100 pitchers, he he ranked 81st. So I guess I guess that would be 81st percentile, technically. So not good. No, good. No, he would, he's the 19th, 19th best. best. He oh, a 19th that's what I thought, because he's a sinker baller. Yes. So you trying to Snell is Snell is number one. Snell was the most effective pitches the, per plate appearance? He had the most pitches per plate appearances. Yes. So, one hundredth, if you wanted, yeah, number best one up. would be the best. Num- when I say Snell is number one, he threw the most, most pitches. Number one so in throwing he, the most pitches. The way you're thinking, about, Snell was one hundredth. Yeah, yeah. And throwing and the least was, pitches. Yeah, and Monty was nineteenth. I was there. You you just yes. confused me. We're with, all there. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's some. No one best said a worst. single thing wrong. Yet. Monty's a sinker baller, so he can get quick outs. He can also get the two ball, which was really nice because he would get guys on. When he was with the Yankees, he would find what pitch was working. And then, uh, like, if you looked at his game log, it was always a different pitch that he was relying on each game, be it the sinker, the change up, the curve. It was like, oh, how's he going to get outs uh, this time? So I'm actually interested to go to last year and look at his pitch breakdown per game log and see if it's 
the same thing. And Well, that's something I wanted to bring up, Jim, while you crunch the Jimmy Lytics on it, because I was in a very similar vein, is think about whenever a player gets traded to the Yankees or when we do it on Talking Baseball, it's like, hey, if you get a guy for one year, ride him to the ground. Like we've talked about with Juan Soto. Like Juan Soto should play every day this year. Mm-hmm. Technically, he does not have a contract with us. He plays every day anyways. Like play Juan Soto every day. Jordan Montgomery comes over, and he's a little bit of a vagabond for these teams. Hey, we traded for an arm. We need innings. In 2022, when he was traded to the Cardinals, because another thing that I remember we did so many series recaps about Monty that it was like he didn't get the opportunity to get out of it. That, that was 2021. It was, it was like, really? Come on, man. Well, I mean, that got weird for a little bit. There was a couple, like, 72 pitch outings. But I think it's funny, in 2022, when he split his time with the Yankees and Cardinals, his foremost pitches in a game all came with St. Louis. Like, I think they very much looked at him like, hey, we're trading for a gun for hire. We're going to let you go. And to get an opportunity to get some of these stats, you need the opportunity to go. Because if you're pitching on a five-inning, six-inning limit every time, if you make your one mistake, that's going to ruin your stats. Seems, seems like of the three teams he's been on, the Yankees are the only ones that have ever told him, like, maybe not third time through. And the other two let him do that, and he thrived. Run it. Yeah, Bochy, I don't give a shit. Their bullpen stunk. Look at this. Look at this. This is 2021, what we used to talk about and show the people if you're looking on mm. YouTube. And if you if you were listening on the podcast app and then you brought up YouTube to look at this, subscribe to the channel, please. Thanks. So those are all the different pitches. And each game, there was never a top. I always right. used to marvel at this. Uh, it's not normal and it is way different. So actually his pitch uses last year was way different where the orange line, the sinker was the top for every game. <clears throat> That's way more normal. Hey, have a main pitch and then have your secondary pitches that you mix up. Secondary. Secondary. It's like a change up. But he didn't have that with the Yankees. He would always be searching for what's going to be my main pitch. And that does see there's one game where the sinker was not the primary pitch and it was, uh, the change up that game. So that is a big difference. So maybe with that knowledge and that, um, cause that was always, always my big thing. Like it's not a, right. you get hurt in the early innings when you don't have your, uh, your steady. Maybe that's, maybe that's more fastball confidence. Maybe that ties into some of the velo and stuff and that, you know, to have that be your primary pitch. Primary vitamins, privacy, Aluminium foil. Adidas. Big baby David. Mum. Mum. Mum's the word. So now what do you want? What, what, do you want? what else do we <clears throat> need to say about Monty? Again, the people are pretty familiar. Um, A big change for him is he gives up just like less homers now, and that hasn't been a Yankee Stadium issue, which I thought was interesting. Like his homer his homers per nine at the stadium are less than his career numbers still, even with the last two years being uh being down from his career as a Yankee. Okay. Which I think probably ties into the sinker. You'd have to think. Yeah. Limiting homers. Yeah, with throwing the sinker more, you're throwing the curveball, which could be a homer pitch at times, and less. And Part of what we'll get into in the th- next segment, uh, no qualifying offer and him qualifying offer is on Snell. Oh, yeah. 
That is pretty big. That's a, that is a factor. Um, so if you if you go get Snell, you're going to give up a draft pick because there's a qualifying offer attached to him. The Padres offered him the qualifying offer, which is the like average salary for one year uh, in MLB. I think it's one year, twenty to twenty two, something like Some, that. I think this year was around twenty two. Yeah, twenty two mil. He turned that down. So now, if you are a team that is signing him, you give a draft pick to the Padres. Um, it's a pretty dumb system that doesn't do what it was intended to do Not at, at all. all. But the Yankees got Judge in that manner, I believe. So yeah, that was the the comp pick they got for Nick Swisher. Yeah, uh, Monty doesn't have that on there. Is Snell a Boris client too? They are both Boris clients. As are Matt Chapman and Cody Bellinger, I believe. So just the top. Oh, so all right the now. ones remaining pool. that haven't signed. All yet. the ones that are holding up all the smaller guys. And here's something fun. Monty <laughs> is using the Rodon contract as a comp. Or should I say Boris? Both I think, of them. I think on, in both cases, they both are certainly trying to beat that, that number as a minimum. Monty doesn't care. Monty's wife calls Boris and where are we at? And Monty goes, oh, okay. Uh, apparently he wants to stay in Texas. That's something that's been written about, but he's open to rejoining the Yanks. We don't know Monty's deciding factors, biggest contract offer, but a factor for you in this new year Pop. could be getting factor. Start your New Year's resolutions off right. Ready to eat meal delivered right to your door. Chef crafted, dietitian approved meals, and they've got 35 meals you can choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan, veggie, and more, plus 55 weekly add ons. 55, big number these days. Um, I've had Factor. Uh, if you want to watch me eat Factor meals, uh, go watch some of our vlogs. Uh, they've, they've partnered with us on a lot of those. And uh, it's a good quick fix. I know Jim was yelling in the office the other day, I want some factors, um, because Jimmy doesn't like thinking about what he's eating. It's deci- oh, decision fatigue. That's, a, that's not a fib. I do. He's going to shave his beard wanna, off. Uh, open the fridge, and then I eat that. Grab something microwave done. So if you want that, head to factormeals.com slash yanks50. Okay. Use code yanks50 to get 50% off at factormeals.com slash yanks50. There's a link in the description. Be the factor. Getting good at those. And like Jake said, the biggest factor to where these guys sign will be who offers the most money. And if both teams offer the same amount of money, then it's probably which one comes with incentives, which is more money. Mm. And then if they offer the same money, uh, and the same incentives, and everything monetary is the same, it may come down to which team they'd rather play for. Right. But that's rare. It is rare. Uh, I, it's rare it gets to be just straight up that choice. It is interesting, Monty, with some southern roots, you wonder how true that Texas mentality actually Rings. He's not from Texas. No. No state income tax, though. He's from though. North Carolina. Um, and then Snell. Sumter. South Carolina. Sumter. Um, I was testing you guys. Snell is a West Coast guy. Seattle. I did hear some good fan fiction, which could not be fan fiction, was that part of their Robbie Ray trade away was to bring in Snell. <laughs> but 
That's just because they're both left-handed. Who said that? Some some delusional Mariners fan thinking they got a real front office? Lulu. Um, what are they doing? That? So what do you do? I don't know. Snell had 20 starts of six innings plus last year. Monty had 21. I think what they're going to do is um, what I thought they were going to do. Like, they're going to be working the trade market, working the trade market, working the trade market, working the trade market. Once one of these guys go, they see the region that he went for and then attack the next one if the region of money is something they like. Right. And now someone else has made your decision for you. You know, kind of the same reason I want factors, so I don't have to decide on what to eat. Right. And mm. which I don't right now anyway. And uh, and then if they both go, you're still trying to do a trade that might fall through. I still think that's like, I don't know. I don't. Do you mind if I ask you a question? No. What was that? I don't mind. What was the hesitation? I was, I mean, you want me to, you asked a question. I gave it good and respectable amount of thought and gave you an answer. Considered the pros and cons of if you asked a question, decided he wouldn't mind. Yeah. Money's the same. Let's just say. The money's the same. People believe in Monty's inning reliability. They believe his tick up um, in talent, the numbers there, whatever. People are scared of Snell's walks. Mm-hmm. If the money and contracts were exactly the same, six year Rodon's contract, who would you pick? Snell. Okay. Uh, it's, it's probably not. I mean, Snell's Snell's won the Cy Young heading into free yeah, agency. It's just, it's just, it's um, it's two different objects that come to round the same weight like Monty for the regular season. I like cause he's, he's going to give you 32 innings. He's going to give you 32 and 32 starts. He's going to give you a good amount of innings. I like that. Right. Um, I do like Snell's like what he can be in the postseason. Although Monty was just that. And Monty's postseason numbers <clears throat> are better than Snell after this postseason. So, if the money's the same, I don't even know. Which right. I think means you go get Monty, because it's cheaper. And, and like, if you're the Yankees, you do know him. Like, obviously, things have changed and all that. But, like, this crew has worked with him before. That matters. Yeah. You, like, know he can do New York, all that. Not that, I, not that any part of me thinks Snell couldn't, but you just never know for sure. Do you think Monty's intimidated by Cole? No. He was good friends with CeCe. After. Right, but Cole is like baseball obsessed. Where CeCe, you know, a good dugout conversation about who's going to be the next Raiders coach or something like that. Where Cole. Yeah, he picks and chooses his time to talk to Cole. And like, uh, he's very weary of like asking a question that he knows won't lead. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just real quick, Garrett. Um, Two sentences. Oh Are, man, a good Monty, like a good Monty head down. Just knowing he asked the wrong question. Just knowing I lost fifteen. No, minutes. I think I think I mean, he's played with some good pitchers now. He was around Scherzer and Verlander at the end of last right. year. Uh, I didn't really the play guy with was them. in the dugout, right? 
not Verlander, Scherzer and Degrom, and Wayno Cole, CC. So he's been around on uh, on Montgomery and Cole. Uh, Max Mana sent me a tweet. I told him I was thinking of doing this episode. Um, a tweet from a Cardinals beat reporter after Montgomery uh, won a close game uh, over Garrett Cole. This it looks like this year in July. Uh, Cardinals left-handed pitcher Jordan Montgomery said when he checked his phone after the win over close friend Garrett Cole on Sunday that the Yankees ace had sent him a meme of a cowboy tipping his hat. So Montgomery called them close friends. And Cole texted him a meme. Obviously. So, I like that. I don't, I don't um, like scared of Cole. I don't think they're going to get either. If that's a sad way to conclude the episode. Mm. But I'd like them to get one and a trade. Work on all, all of them at once. And then we'll have something happen. Please, 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 please. Need two pitchers. <laughs> I'd I'd like to assume we at, at bare minimum have a have a week where like the this the rumors are sort of real about them being after one of these two guys, but no idea. I would pick the field over the Yankees. Do we talk Lizardo? But where's Snell El, El gonna go? Who else is like what other team? And I'm not saying I'm not right. trying to act as if there's nowhere else for him. I'm genuinely asking what other Shoot teams him. are out there fan bases putting. Him and their plans. I think Boston has a world where they get snow. Like, they've been waiting for their big move. They, and I think Boston, there's recent quotes out of their front office about, like, they need to shed a little more money, but they're trying to to be able to get one of these two guys. I think the Angels are, like, a legitimate option just because they're always looking for pitching and a big contract. Um, no, Terex, no Texas, no Toronto. I don't think you can count them. I think the Cubs are a genuine option. They've been looking for their big free agent splashes. Um, I will put... I have another NL team. The Giants. I think they've been in play. I think those are your legitimate ones. Like, I could give you a BSE dance about the Dodgers just because they can defer it. You know? Dodgers Um, can do whatever they want. So it... Sure. Stupid Dodgers. Like, I think I just listed off the names that are in pl- the final list of Imanaga, which he's your guy signing Thursday by the latest. He is? I think it's like his posting date, so he's like... Giants are going to get him. That's what I heard. That's what they. That's what we tweeted out last night. Yanks are out on Imanaga. That's what I heard. Hey, we got a couple special uh, fun episodes coming up. <laughs> and uh, the live event. Yeah. At what's it called? Downtown Social? Downtown Social. The Downtown. Link is in the description of this Social. of this episode. From minutes five to six of the event, Jake and I will just sing to Boone. Oh. Can you, BBD, can you email Boone and ask if he's okay getting pants at the event? Say, hey, we're raffling off a pantsing. One fan prize. Yeah. Jake and I, maybe Jake maybe and it's I, more I just Jake warn and I are him bidding. <laughs> maybe just I warn him to uh, maybe maybe go maybe double up on pants in bold. Put for charity. When's the last time you think BBD's been pantsed? You guys sure do challenge the people. I don't know if I've been pantsed in a while, but I pants Jake at the warehouse yeah. a month or so ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was good. 
Um, I'm trying to think of what the answer is. I don't know. I mean, before that, it's probably college times. Yeah. Pick up basketball. It's prime time, Panson. That's good defense. GA jump up for a rebound. No contact. All right. Subscribe and like and um, PPPs. They're not going to come that soon. Maybe a month out. Yeah, we're been like five full weeks from the first PPP, but we start recording them in about three. Dear oh. Yanks, sign some people. We want to know the team. We want to talk about stuff and react, not just beg for action. Can I get, need at least one good pitcher. I've got something that you'll like and the Talking Yanks people like. For when we plan out PPPs, a little behind the curtain. You know, normally there's a few guys that we're like, whoa, we need to save them mm. to see what their spring training looks like. Juan Shoto. We looked at the list and it's like, I don't know. Like we kind of. I mean, some new guys that it's like, all right, I might as well put them in the What do you mean? We got no one to save? Like there's no question marks right Rodan now. Rodon Nestor. You'd like to see those, them. This those story. are the yeah, two. You'd I've like got. to see them make some starts before we record. But does that I mean, really I, trade your change your PPP? Yeah, a little bit. I think. Remember those, when Hap had the worst? Remember when Hap had the worst spring training ever, and people were like, "Oh, he's a pro. It doesn't matter. They had the worst year ever." Right. But sometimes I've seen the reverse happen there. Right. But sometimes with starters, it's like with hitters, it doesn't matter at all, really. You know. Yeah. We're. We're towards the end of an episode. I can tease the people, continue that peek behind the curtain. Guys, I've penciled in as we need to wait on our Nestor Rodon, uh, Peraza, because he might be gone. Uh, I put Grisham Verdugo in that category. I would, I'd like to see them. I think it'd be nice Grisham for the audience to happens. see them a little. You'd like to see them a talk little. About yeah. It, yeah, but it's. I I feel like normally we have a handful that we're like, whoa, 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 whoa like whoa. we need to. Well, yeah, last year was all. I put the catchers there, Trevino coming off an injury. I'd like to see some wells because just rookie. Remember when all five catchers got hurt last spring training? That was funny. And, well, and he was away. Yeah. Rortvet? Might combine the catchers this year. Is Rortvet going to be on that? Oh, I need to include Rortvet. Rortvet needs an episode, maybe. I don't know if it needs a whole episode. If if we're combining catchers, maybe we can do like episode. one minute at the end of every other episode, and this is, and then you have to add, you have to download all the episodes, Perfect. and then cut out that last minute, and it's mm. coherent. We have one, we have one guy that we will have to do that I won't say yet. Ooh, all right. Tune in for those. Goodbye, farewell. I'll be there then. Oh, maybe that's how. We- Go Yanks, Tom Grams. Go Yankees.